everyone. Welcome to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children, and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Um, Today's episode is a very vulnerable episode for me. Um, But before we get into that, I do want to say that I am going to be hosting another meetup in December. Um, These meetups are with the intention of um, coming together and just having conversations about what is challenging for you in your life, um, in your parenting role, uh, and really in your relationships, because that's what parenting is, right? It's a relationship with our children. And when we start looking at that, it really impacts all of our relationships. Um, So the meetups are really about coming together and having conversations and working through whatever challenge um, that you may be facing. And it doesn't mean that, um, it doesn't mean that you know, every person has to um, be talking or saying, you know, what their challenge is. Um, because I think when, and you're going to be hearing the train, the train is passing by, so you're probably going to be hearing the train in the background. Um, when one person shares a challenge, I find that um, the vast majority can resonate with that person's experience, although each of our individual experiences are unique to us, um, we can hear parts of our experiences, our stories in other people's. And actually, as I share what I'm going to share today on the episode, you may resonate resonate with some of the things that I tell you in my story um, in my life, in my, uh, with, in my perception, um, may resonate um, with you. You may, f- sometimes people will say, oh, you just told my story. Or I've read um, books um, where I felt like, oh man, this person is telling my story. Um, so that's kind of what the meetups are. Uh, I think we're going to I always love to talk about boundaries, and I think just before the holidays, um, sometimes we got to get clear on or have a need to want to be clear on 
different challenges that we're facing during the holidays and how we can put boundaries around that and, you know, getting together with um, extended family. And, you know, sometimes we don't know how to set um, those boundaries. So those will be some things that we're talking about on our ne- my next meetup, which I said will be the 8th or 9th. I haven't um, really pinpoint or nail down the date for sure yet, but just... Stay tuned and watch my social um, over on Instagram at beauty.in.behavior for more information on that. Okay, so today's episode is about shame. And I think that For one, we don't really talk about shame, but I also think that a lot of times we don't really identify with shame. For me, uh, as I've been on this self-discovery journey, um, I've just slowly have become more aware of where shame is showing up in my life. So if you don't know Brene Brown, um, Brene Brown is a shame researcher. And if you've listened to this, um, you've probably heard me, re- if you've listened to the podcast, um, very many, you know, from, from when I started, um, you've probably heard me talk about Brene Brown and, and how um, she's my best friend, one of my best friends, because I feel like I know her because I've read all her books and her her book, um, The Gifts of Imperfection, I have read over and over again. Um, but I think even even that, I still really wasn't resonating with shame within myself. It was like I could see it in the perfectionism um, and the people-pleasing and I could see it in, in others' um, actions of perfectionism and people-pleasing. But I've come to uh, identifying with it more at a deeper level. Um, okay, because here's the deal. I was just talking to um, one of my coaches uh, last week and about the subject. And... Um, she had said something that really hit home with me. She said, we were talking about the um, idea that I don't think we really resonate or recognize shame. I don't think we really resonate with shame within ourselves a lot of times. And she said, but how, when it's all we know, you know, if we live are living in perfectionism and people pleasing, and when we've done that since we've since we can remember, and it's all we know, how do we know anything different? How would we resonate with that? And it's like, oh, that makes so much sense because I, as I look back on my in my childhood, I was a worrier. I constantly worried about um, what people were thinking about me. I constantly worried about um, saying the right thing or worried about saying the wrong thing. 
and being humiliated or being in trouble. And being in trouble for me meant somebody was going to be mad at me. Somebody was going to be telling, yelling at me or somehow giving me the message that not like that, you should be different. So I realized, oh yeah, that's just the way I've always felt and thought that was just the normal way. Um, But what I'm discovering as I continue on my self-discovery journey is that shame is so, uh, it shows up so much of the time. And actually what I discovered is that shame is like in every fiber of my being. It is is just like, it's kind of who I became. And so I am going to share with you my story in my perspective on how shame, how the seeds, how I see the seeds of shame were planted in my life and how they grew and how I am now coming to full circle to to the practice of reconnecting with my truth. Because I believe shame is a shield that hides our truth. And I hid behind shame because I was in fear. I mean, I unconsciously hid behind shame because I was in fear. Fear of what others would see in me. Fear that if others would see my truth, they wouldn't like me and I would be rejected. So essentially, I've come to learn that I was scared of my own truth, scared of myself. I think we often think it's all the stuff out externally, all the stuff out here in the world that we're scared of. I believe it's us. And so I'm going to begin my story. And I'm just going to kind of set the stage um, as a visual, so you can kind of visually um, understand what I'm talking about. So for me, as I um, started to understand that some of these feelings I was having that was coming up, some of my experiences was about shame, and I um, started really connecting with that and thinking about where I felt it in my body and what it looked like. And for me, um, having an image of what my shame looked like was kind of like, you know, if you see a, you know, those characters, like you see the, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder, you know, there's, you know, we have the, the, the angel in us and the devil in us. And, um, so that's what shame looked to me kind of like, not that it was the devil and it didn't have the little, you know, um, little ear things that, that the, you know, image of a devil has. Um, but it was just the image of this shame having, being big and strong and red, um, like a cape, like, um, a, like a hooded cape, um, with the red, you know, the red hood and the red cape and, and holding like a sword type of thing and just standing really 
strong. And what it was protecting was my true self. Like I had started to kind of diminish and get small. Um, And shame came in as a protector and said, get down. I am here. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to keep people away. They, They aren't going to hurt you anymore. They're not going to see who you really are because I'm going to protect you. So that image um, is what I kind of saw as as the shame protecting my true self um, because I had gotten the message that that wasn't good enough. The old universal wound of I'm not good enough. And that feeling of I'm not good enough, that's shame. So one of the things that I have been working on recently is my relationship with food. Um, And really underneath that is the relationship with my body. And I've known for many years that I have had an unhealthy relationship with food. Um but I didn't want to look at it. And finally, just in the last month or so, I have started to look at it and really uncover this shame really around my body. And so that is where I'm going to begin this story. And again, this is a really vulnerable um thing to share, uh, but I'm doing so because I also think it's healing for me, and I think other people may resonate. I wanted to share it with you, my listeners, because I am curious if it will resonate with any of you and be healing for you. And I adore you, all of you, love you as my listeners. And I felt compelled to share this with you. So here's my story. And this is through, it begins with the perspective through myself as a child, through the lens of my child self and then putting my ability to put words, my adult, now adult words, around that. All right. So here is my story. I can't express my ideas, my opinions, or my feelings. I can't put boundaries around my own body or what I put in it. These adults around me are telling me to put all this stuff they call good for me, food, in my body. And I don't want it in my body. But I have no say over my body, my own self. I feel powerless. Over time, shame comes in to save the day. Big, red, and strong. Shame was a gatekeeper for my true self. It said to me, my true self, 
Get down, hide, play small. Don't let them see you. I'll take care of this. Yes, shame was the big, red, strong gatekeeper, keeping everyone at a distance. Shame was not going to let anyone see the real me. They were not going to hurt me. Shame became a shield to protect me. Shame figured out coping skills to survive this crazy world. So I hid. I hid my true self away in childhood for protection. Shame took center stage. And as I, my body, as I, as my body grew, the shame grew. And time and time again, instead of showing my true self, I hid. And with each time, the shame grew bigger. It morphed into every fiber of my being. I became shame. I forgot who I was. My true self became withdrawn, quiet, small, and invisible. All the while, shame was on the lookout for how to survive, how to gain love and belonging, taking in information and messages of who I was supposed to be. Around the time I entered high school, shame had it all figured out. It said, okay, let's do this. Let's show the world what we've got. Shame became a rebellious teenager. Nobody is ever going to tell that true self, or sorry, nobody is going to ever know who that true self is. I'm going to bury it so deep, so far down, that I won't have to look at you, hear you whine, or see all the stupid shit you do. Shame and my ego self left my true self laying there, buried deep, deep down, like a scared little puppy shivering under a piece of furniture, dark and alone. But never mind that. This is survival. Now I'm pissed. I'm resentful. And unknowingly, I have internalized the world around me. I have turned on myself. Shame has morphed into every cell, every fiber of my being. I am shame. And I am going to build a wall of perfection. Yes, I will perfect this game this performance on the outside. I have the perfect hair, makeup done to perfection. I adorn my body with all the right name brand clothes and I will have the perfect body. You know, the one that everyone wants to have, the one on every magazine cover. But I will not eat all the right damn foods. You know, the healthy ones. No, 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 no. I will have the perfect body and eat any junk food I want. I will just eat it in very small portions. So I want a candy bar or a bag of M&Ms? Fine, I'll have them. I just won't eat anything else. That'll show them. And actually, they don't even need to know that. All they will see is this perfect body. 
Oh, and I need a personality to go with this body. Let's see. Hmm. Everyone likes happy. I'll be the life of the party. That'll earn me some love and acceptance. Okay, world, here I come. Perfect. Just like I'm supposed to be. Wow, the world really soaks this shit up. I'm getting gold stars everywhere. But this trying to figure out what everyone is thinking and playing the part they need me to play to earn the gold stars, man, this is like running a marathon. So many people, so many thoughts. It's like being a detective. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Oh, well, let me be that. Oh, and I can be that too. Oh, yes, let me do, do, do. And these stars are just rolling in. And then I have kids. What the hell? What are these kids doing? They are running around here with all of their imperfections showing. Oh my God, these cannot be my children. No, 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 no. This will not do. My children will be perfect. I did not do all of this work for all of these years just to have my children show up with all of this imperfectness. I will need to fix them. And unknowingly, I hand the cloak of shame to them. I wrap them in it, soaking into every fiber of their being. And so it is. Generational shame continues. Hmm. Well, this didn't feel good anymore. What I didn't see coming was the guilt, the overwhelm, the exhaustion. And what I still didn't see was this anger and resentment welling up inside of me that I was projecting out mostly at my children and my then husband and my mother. I was so disconnected from myself I couldn't figure out, why are these kids so damn angry? Where is this coming from? I mean, geez, if everyone would just play the part they are supposed to play in my story, everything would be fine. Hmm. How do I get them to change? And why is everyone else's life going so well? What am I doing wrong? I mean, nothing I ever do goes right in my life. No matter how hard I try, no matter what I do, whatever. I mean, why is all of this happening to me? What is wrong with me? And oh my God, what is everyone going to think? Because this is where my life fell apart. Uh, my children's behaviors were out of control, which is, was my, was, they seemed out of control. Um, at the time, that's how I saw it at the time. I now see it as, you know, they were there, those behaviors were trying to get my attention and I kept ignoring it. So the other thing also that happened was my marriage fell apart. 
Um, and so the gift of my life falling apart is how I explain it um, at that time um, when I, I was not understanding my children's behavior. My, my marriage had ended and it just felt like my life had fallen apart. And really, it was, it was unraveling. And that is what started me on a road of recovery, recovering all of the lost parts of myself that I disowned and abandoned, recovering my true self, the self I didn't even recognize or know. I'd forgotten who I was, completely disconnected. And this started the journey of self-discovery. And it has been the ride of my life. And shame for me is no longer big. And it's not always red, but sometimes it is. It shows up red when it comes to get my attention. And it's no longer this big, heavy shield. It's just a soft reminder to come back to my truth. Oh, I'm finding my true self again, who I really am and what I value. And it's not all about pleasing other people and abandoning myself in order to make everybody else happy. It's about instead of caring for everybody else's feelings and everybody else's shame that they're carrying around and all the stuff within them that they're carrying around, that we take responsibility for our own selves, our own stuff, and get back to our truth, back in alignment with the truth of who we are. And that is freedom. And, you know, I get reminders every day to come back to my truth. And when I'm not in my truth, I can feel it. I can feel something's off. It just, it feels uncomfortable. And I often, and I've said this myself, um, and I hear in, in doing my work every day, I'm hearing, you know, people say, oh, I thought I was past this when we're, you know, in the self-development work and, and trying to dis- understand ourselves. I thought I was past this. I thought I had this all figured out already. You know, why does this thing keep showing up? And it keeps showing up to let us know that it's not complete yet. We might have thought, we might have worked through some of it and thought it was complete, but it's showing up, excuse me, it's showing up because it isn't complete yet. Something has gone uncompleted or unfinished. And we don't have to fix ourselves. We're not flawed. We are whole. We don't need fixing. What we need is understanding. To understand ourselves. And when we do that, we are we, we understand others. And we forget. We, I mean, sometimes we forget that we're not in our truth. And 
because we've been conditioned to all of the to to not be in our truth you know to to please other people to value their ideas their feelings but not our own and we forget and so i think of it as um you know i always have to put post it notes um all over to remember things and um I'm the queen of (laughs) post-its because I've learned this about myself that if I don't write it down, I forget. And we can think of, um, well, we live in a world that tells us not to live in our truth. That says, don't be yourself. Be who, you know, the culture says you should be this, this, this image of perfection, always do the right things, always say the right things, do it with a great attitude. And we forget our truth. And so we need reminders. And so you can think about those things that show up in your life that you're like, oh, I thought I thought I was through this. As a reminder, it's like a post-it note saying, reminding us to come back, come back to our truth. So that is where I'm going to end this today. Um, And yeah, let's keep the conversation going um, over on Instagram at beauty.in.behavior. Also, if you want to have a conversation, get you can go over to my website at dianesorensen.net and get on my calendar link. Um, the link is will be in the show notes. And just have a conversation. I love, love, love having these conversations um, about how we can enhance our relationships, whether that's with a child or our mother or our partner or whoever it is. Um, and these calls, you are not obligated Um I just love having the conversations. So um, that's another way. Um, Also, if the podcast is resonating with you, um, I would be so, so grateful if you would rate and review it. So, all right, everybody, I am going to leave, say goodbye, leave it here um, for now, and we will talk again soon. you for tuning into the beauty and behavior podcast i hope you enjoyed today's show i'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because i believe subtle shifts create big impact how we show up in our life in our relationships or our parenting impact our life our children's lives and the world if you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul live life from the inside out and create the life you want to live head over to my website at diansorensen.net and get on my calendar to see if the beauty and behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you and we'll talk again soon.